Hello, thank you for joining me here for this podcast about children who abuse their parents. I'm D.G. Linton Gridley, founder and CEO of Aging with Grace, a company dedicated to improving the health and quality of life of people who are growing older by, pro- by providing home and community-based services. In this podcast, we are going to explore and learn what child-to-parent abuse looks like, some theories about why it happens, and finally, what can be done to prevent or stop it. This subject, the subject of children who abuse their parents, is often swept under the rug. It's ugly, and society turns a blind eye unless it is inescapable, like when a child murders a parent. And parents are often in shock when it happens to them and ashamed and blame themselves and try to handle the abuse themselves. That is a mistake. Parents who are victims of their child's abuse need help from outside the family. As with all my podcasts, my goal is to increase awareness because that is the first step to making things better. How can we improve something if we don't know it exists? Even if it is currently happening to you personally, You may be in denial. You may not see it for what it is. You may be making excuses. You need to ask yourself, do I feel safe around my child? Do I feel that my child has my best interests at heart? Don't blame yourself and feel like you deserve to be treated badly by your child. And don't kid yourself by saying, they don't really mean it. Or, he's he's really not like that when he's sober. Or, He's just upset and taking it out on the person he feels closest to. No, no one deserves to feel unsafe for any reason. There is absolutely no excuse for a child being mean to and or mistreating a parent. Child-to-parent mistreatment is not a new social phenomenon. In, in Scripture, in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 through 21, it says, If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his town. They shall say to the elders, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a profligate and a drunkard. Then all the men of his town shall stone him to death. You must purge the evil from among you. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. But of course, we don't stone people for any offense these days, and certainly not for a child who abuses his parents. I have met many people who have dealt with an abusive child in my lifetime. The saddest story was a woman I met in a nursing home. She was there because her two teenage sons had shot her in the head. She could no longer speak, but the deep sadness in her eyes spoke volumes. The aides working with her at the nursing home told me that her sons were on drugs and they were robbing her when they shot her. Shocking and disturbing. But as I said, I have met many people who have been abused by their children to a lesser degree, mostly people at church. They asked for prayers for their children or they told me in confidence about how badly their child was treating them. There is so much stigma around child-to-parent abuse. People often blame the, blame the parents when a child is abusive toward the, towards the parents, thinking that the parents started it by being abusive first. Everyone my age remembers the Marvin Gaye story for an example. Marvin Gaye was shot and killed by his father during a heated confrontation. 
Many versions of that story blame the father. Other versions describe Marvin Gaye's drug use and mental health problems and suicidal tendencies. And Marvin Gaye's mother and sister both reported that Marvin hit and kicked his father before his father shot him. Even when a parent is not a good parent, there's no reason for a child to hit and kick them. The parents are certainly not always to blame, and no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. People are quick to assume and judge and jump to conclusions to make themselves feel better and more comfortable about the world that they live in. Because the truth hurts. I believe we have to face the truth, as uncomfortable and painful as it may be, in order to address the painful truth and change the painful truth into something better that isn't painful. It is natural for children to misbehave and test boundaries, and I believe it is the parent's job to show their children where the boundaries are and to allow natural consequences for poor choices when possible, but to step in and enforce the rules in the child's best interest, especially when their health and safety is at risk. Parents naturally love their children and want the best for them and work to give their children the best and expect love and obedience in return. Many, many factors can disrupt that paradigm. Mental illnesses and addictions are major factors in many of the dysfunctional relationships between a child and a parent. Children's abuse of their parents is an insidious, sneaky kind of abuse because children are often disobedient and disrespectful as they are growing up, and parents expect them to improve and get better and not be disobedient and disrespectful. But sometimes the children don't stop being disobedient and disrespectful as they get older. In fact, they may become more and more disobedient and disrespectful, disrespectful to the point of physical, financial, verbal, and emotional abuse. Abuse by either the child or the parent is wrong, no matter what the circumstances, however. No one of any age should feel unsafe, especially in their own home. I believe the family home should be one's protected and private sanctuary from the evils of the world. I believe we should not allow the bad stuff into our homes via the television or radio either. A family member may read about the bad stuff or listen with a headset, but they should not force everyone else in the household to listen to all the bad stuff happening in the world. That in itself can be a form of abuse, torture almost, nonstop bad noise from early morning until past bedtime, coming from the television in a small home where no one can escape except to leave the house, and the family family member insists on leaving it on loudly no matter who objects. In fact, the person who wants the television on gets angry when someone objects or leaves because of the television noise on from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Something as innocuous as the television being on too much can be mentally abusive, and one kind of abuse can be a sign of another kind of abuse. I researched this subject of child-to-parent abuse for this podcast because I knew it was a problem for more people than the people I knew personally. Through my work with the Bluegrass Aging Consortium, I was on the Elder Abuse Prevention Committee for several years. Older people are mostly abused by family members, and most of that abuse is financial exploitation. At least that's what's reported. Estimates are that most of the elder abuse of any kind goes unreported. And as I said earlier, people are embarrassed that their own children, 
children that they have loved and sacrificed for, would abuse them. Oftentimes, the abused people would rather be abused by their children than to be left alone. They fear that if their children who are abusing them leave them, they will suffer even more. That is why it is so important for people to educate themselves and to know their options. There is help out there if you know where to find it. I wish it was easier, but I know here in Lexington, if you call 311, the person who answers your call will direct you to who you need to talk with or where you need to go. It's a wonderful service. Next, I will read an article I found titled Parental Abuse, Definition, Examples, and How to Heal, written by Iris Wachler, LCSW, and reviewed by Kristen Fuller, MD, published August 31, 2023. Parental abuse, also known as child-to-parent violence, is physical or psychological abuse perpetrated by children or adolescents toward their parents or caregivers. Parental abuse victims experience a range of emotions, including despair, anger, fear, and hopelessness. Parents who are the victims of child violence and their children can benefit from professional mental health interventions. What is parental abuse? Parental abuse is a pattern of harmful, demeaning behaviors by children directed at their parents. It can cause physical, financial, or emotional distress to the parents. Parental abuse differs from an occasional conflict between parents and their children. It occurs when frustration evolves into dissatisfaction, uncontrollable rage or anger, and sometimes physical violence. These behaviors can intimidate, demean, manipulate, and control parents. They are a means of gaining power over the parent. Examples of parental abuse include angry outbursts, physical attacks, verbal threats, destruction of property. Who commits parental abuse? Child-to-parent violence is not limited to one economic, social, or ethnic group. Women tend to be more targeted than men, but abuse is committed by both sexes. However, one study revealed the majority of offenders are white males aged 21 and under. Children as young as 8 or 9 have been found to abuse their parents, although this behavior is more common among adolescents and young adults. There is some evidence that males tend to be more physically abusive and females more emotionally abusive. Parental abuse by grown children of older parents is the title of the next section. Elder adults are frequent targets of parental abuse because this population is more isolated and vulnerable. They can be victims of emotional and physical neglect and financial abuse from their adult children. Their increased need for assistance, reduced independence, cognitive decline, and debilitating medical conditions makes their age group easier victims. And the next section is titled, Why Do Children Abuse Their Parents? There are many theories regarding why parental abuse occurs. Some experts say it is learned behavior. Others believe that children who have been victims of abuse or witnessed domestic violence are at higher risk for engaging in these behaviors. Below are possible causes of why a child would abuse their parent. One, social learning theory. 
Youth aggression results from observing and then initiating, and then imitating, rather, from observing and then imitating aggressive and violent behavior they see in others. And two, reciprocal coercion theory. The child's aggression is learned and reinforced through coercive and harsh authoritarian parenting. And three, subculture of violence theory. Aggressive youth are influenced by a culturally bound belief system that considers aggression an appropriate and adaptive response to a perceived threat. And four, ecological systems theory. Children commit violence against their parents due to environmental risks like family violence, abuse, hostile parenting, and negative peers. And five, drugs and alcohol. Drug and alcohol misuse can contribute to unstable and violent behavior. Children may demand money from their parents that they use to purchase alcohol or drugs. And six, children with special needs or mental health diagnoses, these populations are at higher risk of violent behaviors towards their parents. They are more challenged in managing and understanding their emotions and may have difficulty with problem-solving, coping skills, and controlling their behavior. Next section is titled, Signs of Parent Abuse. There are numerous signs to look for that may indicate physical and or emotional abuse. Parents may instinctively want to protect their children even when they are victims of parental abuse. They may try to hide the abuse or be reluctant to report it. Signs of physical abuse include broken bones, bruises, cuts, wounds, punctures, evidence of being kicked or slapped. And signs of emotional abuse include children intentionally isolating parents and increased anxiety, depression, and fear as a result of abuse from children and ongoing verbal threats. Signs of neglect as a result of parental abuse include malnutrition or dehydration, medical issues that are ignored or not treated, home in disrepair, unclean, cluttered, stolen money, checkbooks or possessions, breaking, selling, or destroying possessions. Next section is titled, Examples of Parental Abuse. Once a child realizes they can use violence and manipulation tactics to get what they want, breaking that dysfunctional behavior chain is hard unless a parent takes action. The age of the abuser and the person getting abused can impact the dynamics. Here are a few examples of parental abuse of different, at different ages. Next section is titled, Younger Children Committing, Committing Parental Abuse. There are reports of parental abuse from children ages 10 or even younger. There may be a lack of bonding with the parents in these cases. The child may have witnessed or been the victim of abuse and mimicked behavior that was once modeled to them. These children often lack problem-solving skills. They learn that verbal abuse or bullying gets them what they want and continue to engage in this abusive behavior when frustrated. Parents need to act immediately when younger children start displaying behaviors like this. These children are at a higher risk for displaying abusive, violent behavior as teenagers and adults. Warning signs include young children who are verbally abusive to other kids or teachers as well as parents. Examples of aggressive behavior at this age include kicking, bullying, biting, 
and punching other children or parents. Next section is titled Teens and Young Adults Committing Parent Abuse. Kids are physically stronger when they become teenagers and the threat of violence and harm grows. There can be more disagreements regarding boundaries, rules, and issues around independence that develop into more verbal and aggressive conflicts. If the, be, if the previous pattern of agitated, abusive behaviors has remained unchecked, the threat of physical or emotional harm grows as the child ages. Explosive episodes of temper can include property destruction or breaking things. Teens can become verbally abusive or violent and strike a parent, causing bodily harm or triggering fear and anxiety related to associated emotional abuse. This trauma causes extreme stress on the relationship between parents. As the child's behavior escalates, the parent's response can also escalate, making these interactions more inflammatory and risky. This is especially true if one parent is the primary target of this behavior. It becomes problematic when parents have different ideas about how to cope with or confront these abusive behaviors. Teens and young adults will sense this division and use it to cause additional turmoil and chaos between parents. Next section is titled, Parental Abuse by Grown Children. Adult children who abuse their parents often rely on their parents for support due to their inability to be independent. Adult children abuse parents by trapping them in cycles of blame, manipulation, and criticism to feel the control they lack in their own lives. Adult children can be especially physically threatening for aging parents who may have cognitive deficits or are physically vulnerable because of medical conditions. They will use their threats of physical violence or actual violence as a means of control and manipulation. Senior parents can also be victims of neglect as they become increasingly dependent on adult children for daily care needs. Aging parents' cognitive decline and the role reversal for care needs make them easy targets for abusive adult children. They may also have diminishing finances. Adult children can refuse to offer necessary assistance with needed tasks, intentionally isolate parents if they cannot drive, and financially abuse vulnerable or unwittingly unwitting aging parents. Below are common ways adult children emotionally victimize their parents. Gaslighting. And I I looked this up. I didn't know what gaslighting meant. This is me talking. Gaslighting is when someone uh, accuses the person of being crazy or makes them doubt themselves. And uh, also incurring debts their parents must cover and intimidation and destroying and stealing possessions. Next section is titled, The Effects of Abuse on Parents. Parents often have a hard time admitting that parental abuse is happening. They may feel shame or believe that they are somehow to blame for these abusive dynamics. It is painful and unsettling to live in an environment where violence and abuse can erupt. The effects of parental abuse by a child may include self-blame, guilt, shame, feeling helpless and hopeless, depression, anxiety, strained relationships with spouses and partners, physical symptoms like headaches, lack of sleep, digestive issues, muscle tension, 
behavioral changes like self-isolation, not eating or eating too much, too much sleep or not enough sleep, increased alcohol or drug use, and regretting having children as they feel a loss of control over their child. Next section's titled, How to Respond to Parental Abuse. Parental abuse feels overwhelming, especially at the moment the abuse occurs. Trying to remain calm and thoughtful in your response can seem impossible. However, the way that a parent responds can set the tone when it is occurring, especially in the earlier stages of abuse and with younger children. Victims of elder abuse should have a trustworthy individual involved in their care needs and finances. Find someone who can advocate for you. This may be a friend, family member, or geriatric care manager. If abuse occurs, seek help. Call a domestic abuse hotline or 911. Speak to your physician, spiritual leader, counselor, or local senior center for guidance. Below are ways to respond to parental abuse. Teach children boundaries and set them firmly. Don't back down or renegotiate the set limits and rules. Talk to your partner and agree upon a response that you both feel comfortable with. Think before you react. Avoid responding to abuse with anger and violence. Next section is titled, How to Heal from Abuse. The first step in healing from abuse is to recognize and call it what it is. Don't deny it. Acknowledge and accept that you need help. It can be very challenging to resolve trauma bonding. Reaching out to a domestic abuse program is an important step. Finding peers who have experienced this type of abuse can help you understand you are not alone and solely responsible for being the victim of abuse. Remind yourself that everyone has the right to feel safe. It is important to reach out for counseling to learn how to deal with abusive relationships. Individual psychotherapy and family counseling can be beneficial for both your child and family. Abuse impacts you individually and as an entire unit. Therapy can help you to understand the dynamics that created the abusive situation and offer coping skills. Choosing a therapist can feel overwhelming, but an online therapist directory is a great place to start looking. And next section is titled, Final Thoughts on Parental Abuse. Being the victim of any type of ongoing abuse is difficult for anyone. It is hard to understand what is happening and why. Reaching out for help from an outside individual can be the best way to gain insights and understanding into how to cope. That support can be invaluable and can give you the strength and insights you need to alter the abusive cycle and help to begin to move forward. And that is the end of the article by Iris Wackler, LCSW. LCSW stands for Licensed Clinical Social Worker, by the way. As I said earlier, here in Lexington, we have a wonderful 311 number that we can call to get access to resources for help. If you are not in the Lexington area, hopefully there is a similar number you can call for help. But if you are in immediate danger, of course, call 911. It's a shame that we have to be on the lookout for people who might be predatory and abusive to vulnerable older people. You might never suspect that someone's child would be hurting them. But please know that it's the law here in Kentucky that if you suspect, even if you only suspect abuse, you must call and report it. The number is one 800 752 6200 here in Kentucky. 
You can report anonymously, but if you want to know the outcome of your report, you must give your name and contact information and take down the number of the report and call back to ask about it. I believe what goes around comes around, and that makes it even sadder, because even when a parent is being abused, they still love their child and want what is best for them. But parental abuse is a crime if committed by an adult. And even though we don't stone people for abusing their parents anymore, there should be punishment to reinforce the fact that it's not acceptable. If you are an older person, you'll remember the story of Mickey Rooney and how he was abused in his last years by his children. He's not the only celebrity that's been a victim of elder abuse. It can happen to anybody. And anyone can be the abuser. You can't tell by looking at a person if they are abusive or not. The person who is abusing his parent can be very handsome and cordial to other people. Please don't stereotype. And please don't be embarrassed and keep it a secret if you have been abused or are being abused or you know someone else that's being abused. Get counseling, get counseling, get counseling. And report the abuser to the Elder Abuse Hotline. one 800 752-6200 and call 911 if you have to. Of course, we want to live our lives in peace and have happy memories. Sometimes we need help with that. Just know you are not alone and there is hope. Things can get better. With that, I'm wishing you a week of making happy memories, perhaps making memories with a therapist. Until next time, I'm saying bye for now. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place. So come and join us and age with grace.